readings from the prophet Isaiah and the Gospel of Mark. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Azad said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what, will I, and what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of the Lord. They had started out as a young men's Sunday school class, but guess what? They got old. In the beginning, they had named themselves the Searchers Sunday school class because they visioned themselves as an alternative group, and, and the name sounded so bold and daring. But now, well into middle age, the act of searching seemed to take way more energy than it did years ago. In fact, the whole business of, of being a part of the church sometimes felt like a big weight. And on this particular Sunday morning, that weight had pulled them into discussing the question, why stay in church? I'll tell you what keeps me coming to church, said one, and all of a sudden every eye and every ear were on him. It stunned him. He hesitated, but then he continued. It's strange, I, I know, but, but I get the feeling here like nowhere else that something's about to happen. Strange notion, perhaps, but the early church identified well with that. They saw it as one of the truest marks of the church. The kingdom of God is at hand. Watch, look, stand on your tiptoes. You're on the precipice of history. Something's about to happen. You don't want to miss it. Advent has that kind of power, doesn't it? People brave the crowds in the stores. The streets that, if you can believe it or not, are busier than usual the long lines at the post office. Why? Because something extraordinary is about to happen. But then we also know the disappointment, don't we? The husband and wife wanting desperately, desperately to have a child. It never happens. The anticipated event never happens. 
or perhaps the packages are opened, the angels and the shepherds are put away for another year, and just doesn't seem like anything's changed. We know that disappointment, don't we? Church knows it. Well, come, come, Lord Jesus. And nothing seems to change. Come, come, Lord Jesus. Instead, the Roman soldiers come. And not what we'd hoped for. It's easy to begin to think that nothing is about to happen. It's as good as it gets, and so we fall into cynicism and give up. So the church preserves Jesus' words in the scripture that Leah read to us this morning. Take heed, watch, for you don't know when the time will come. God's future will arrive not as we expect it, not when we expect it, not as we expect it, but in God's time, in God's way. The coming of God's kingdom is God's promise to us, but you know that leaves us with so little to hold on to. And so in order to help God out a little bit, we start to set dates as a sign of our faithlessness. For it calls for more faith than most of us have on good days, much less bad days. And so Mark recounts Jesus' story. You heard the text. Jesus talked about the owner that left the servants in charge. That's where we are right now. We're left in charge expected to be faithful adults. It's kind of scary, isn't it? That's what Jesus said of the servants is true of the church. They need to be on the constant lookout. We never know when the master will return. But Mark sees something even deeper in the text. He says that the master could come when? In the evening, right? In the very next chapter in Mark's gospel, we read that when it was evening, Jesus ate his last meal with his disciples and says, one of you, one of you will betray me. Yes, he could come in the, in the evening at evening, but the master, according to the text, also could come at midnight. Mark records that later that night, the disciples went with Jesus to Gethsemane. And while Jesus cried and prayed, the disciples slept. Couldn't you watch just for one hour? Yes, he could come at midnight. Or perhaps he'll come at cockcrow. We remember that story, don't we? Oh, I never knew him, said Peter. I'm not a follower. I don't know anything about the man. And you know what happened. The cockcrow. Or perhaps the master will come in the morning. As soon as it was morning, Jesus was bound and led away to his trial and death. What Mark has heard in Jesus' story is this. Every single moment of every day is already alive with the promise of God's future. Every moment of every day. Evening. Midnight, crowing of the rooster, as soon as it's, as it's morning, God's faithful to fulfill God's promises. 
It may not be when and where and how we expect it. Remember, the faithful worshipers of God, for the most part, missed the birth of Jesus. Because their expectation of how God's promise was to be fulfilled was so specific that they couldn't include a baby born in Bethlehem in a cattle shed. Yes, every moment is already filled with the promise and reality of God's presence and activity. How many times have you thought, wow, wouldn't it have been great to have been there? To make that journey to Bethlehem, to have been there for that first advent. Most likely we would have missed it like everyone else did, truth be told. Tom Long, one of my favorite preachers, tells about having a group of young girls in a church membership class, and he was telling them about the Christian year. And when he got to the part about Pentecost, he said, you know, the Holy Spirit came down on the church like fire, and all the people understood the gospel in their own language. Well, two of the little girls took it pretty much in stride. But the third got real wide-eyed, and she said, Well, gosh, Reverend Long, I guess we must have missed that Sunday. The beauty of her statement was her belief of the possibility that this could happen in her church. It was alive with the possibility of God doing incredible things in the midst of her church. Yes, Yes, I get the feeling like nowhere else that something's about to happen at McLean Baptist Church. Come, Lord Jesus, come. That's the promise as we continue the journey towards Jerusalem. Jesus said, what I say to you all is this. Watch He is here even now as we gather around his table.